everybody. Hi. Wow, that attitude. Wow. Whack. I can't believe that I'm not allowed to quack on our podcast. And here you are. You quacking away. You can quack. What? Just when the audience can hear you. I, I can quack all day, every day. Okay. Is that the new podcast? Leave the uh, quack light on? Leave the quack light on. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode brought to you by Myler Litte. A fine Pilsner. Hmm. Bruh. Interesting. It it tastes like it tastes like uh that one time I had to do dishes at a restaurant. <laughs> you just drank the water. How else are you gonna how else are you gonna get it done? I don't understand. How else are you gonna know what it tastes like? How man? how are you gonna survive in Saw twelve when the challenge is drink this dirty sink water? I challenge you to a game. Yeah, this piggy. That's exactly yeah. That was that's I clever. Play a game. Drink I w- this dirty dishwater. I wish I remember. Cut your arm off. Oh fuck that! I would cut my arm off. I would I, cut my foot off and my arm. That's like a just in case. That's like a fear of mine. Like you know, the movie Seven, mm-hmm. like where they made them like do something with the sin. Like that fat guy had to eat yeah. to death. Like what if because I'm really bad at doing dishes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. That my challenge was to drink the dirty sink water. That's not a sin, so. <laughs> and speaking of a sin, it's a sin that we've been away for another three months or whatever. <laughs> we moved. Stuff has gone crazy. So much has happened. So we're back. We're, we got a fucking banger of an episode. Do what we? is our episode about, Ashley? I'm Tom, by the way. Hi, I'm Ashley. Well, today's episode is pretty. There's There's a couple. We got some catching up to do. Um, which, but it, the catching up part has to do with the actual topic today. Our, today's topic is the Pennsylvania witch trial, as well as, you know, uh, witchcraft in Pennsylvania in general, but also we're going to, you know, open today's episode, a little chit chat about a really special Halloween road trip that we took this year. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great. So we, you know, I had originally wanted for us to do an episode for Halloween week. I think mm-hmm. that was originally the plan with this one, but it just kept, you know, life just gets in the way. Mm-hmm. You know? Life's crazy sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you get 10 inches of snow, mm-hmm. and then it melts. And sometimes you get 5 inches of snow yeah. right after it Yeah, melts. like, you know, the day after, you know, it all melts in one day, and then you get, it all comes back the next day, you know? That's true. So what was our Halloween, what was our event that we did? Our, our road trip? Yeah. Yeah, so... um. I don't know if this is last minute or not. I think we planned it like a year ago. No, like a hat, like seven or eight months ago. It was a while ago, yeah. We kept like with our friends and we kept like sort of canceling on them because there's a lot, like we were buying a house. I'm like, oh, we can't afford to do this trip. Mm -hmm. And then just kept kind of like, okay, well, maybe we can. And then like we'd be like, no, we can't. But then like a week before, we found out that if we canceled on one of the stops on this road trip, we'd still have to pay the Airbnb Like 90% anyway. of the price. So it's like, okay, well, we're still going to spend money, so. So, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, we got the Airbnb, like, yeah, that was about six months. And we're like, yo, let's do it. And they got closer, and it's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, it's like, we need <laughs> every every spare penny right now. Mm-hmm. But, so, you know. it was great. Our Airbnb was in Mount Kisco. Mount Kisco, New York State. So, Tom. 
why would we take a Halloween road trip to upstate New York? Well, technically, semantics, but upstate New York, that's literally lower state New York. That's upstate New York to me. Anything that's above the city is upstate New York. That's crazy. Yeah. The, the city is literally yeah. in the lowest part Just of it. Just ask anybody. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, yeah. Mount Kisco is about 20 minutes from a little town. You may have heard of it. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. There's a there's a little there's a little feisty boy with a pumpkin mm. for a head feisty. because he doesn't have a real head. <sighs> you feisty follow? Boy. You dig? Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy effin Hollow, mm-hmm. upstate New York. And it was pretty cool. It was banging. It yeah. was a banging place. We got a little cabin Airbnb behind some lady's house. Yeah, and, that was uh, fun. That was pretty fun. Uh, and like. Basically, our trip was a Thursday night. Right after right I Right after out work. work. Yeah. We, we drove right, because it's about two hours from where we live. Yeah, it's so not we, that far. We drove up there, and then we, the host was really great. Be honest. Talked a little bit too much. Uh, she's, like, excited to have company. That is true, but... Just in case she's listening, we love you. We do. It was great. But we kind of missed the whole night. Yeah, <laughs> we had Because we plans. wanted to leave. Yeah, we were like an hour and a half later. We're yeah, it's okay. It was it was fine. We learned a lot about about her life and some life lessons there. So I guess we headed down into Terrytown, which is right. I think it's south of Sleepy Hollow. It's like the town adjacent to Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, it's like the big. It's like the big town. Yeah, right after we checked in at the Airbnb, we were like, well, we missed the ghost tour that we wanted to do, so let's go get some dinner. Yep. So we walked up the main street there, got an awesome, like when you think of Sleepy Hollow, spooky, what do you guys think of? That's right. Dirty diapers. Oh yeah, tacos. (laughs) We got Taco Project Tacos. Yeah. So like any good millennial, um, we sought out the first taco restaurant we could find. Um, You know, I mean, I I was going to say like, you know, some native cuisine to upstate New York. Mm. What is, what, like, what would you even consider upstate New York food? Like, you know, garbage. Gar- hey, <laughs> like you go like you go to hot like, dogs, hot dog. Actually, <laughs> hot yeah. dog water, hot, dirty water dogs. Yeah. yeah. Like you go to the south, you get a po' boy. Mm-hmm. You go to California. Uh, po boy's not the south. You don't get That's a like pizza. Po' boy. Po- uh, a po' boy po is like New Orleans style right. or like Gulf. You go to the south, you get some butter. That's that is all they eat. You dip some true. Oreos in it. So what do you get when you go upstate New York? What, an apple? Because it's a big apple. But upstate New York is above the city. Yeah. So you wouldn't get an apple. You're right. you get an apple in what the What the hell do you eat in upstate New York? Please tell me. I am very, very concerned with my lack of knowledge of my home state. That's great. That's okay. great. Yeah, so we got tacos. We did great get tacos. Choice. And then we basically went back to the Airbnb. Yeah. And... Fell asleep immediately. We had we fell asleep immediately. It was tired. I was after work. Um, the hostess told us about a thing called the blaze. Yeah, jack o' lantern blaze. We I had no idea what that was, and I really really wish we could have saw it. Um, and funny enough, my parents actually we told them where we were going. They're like, "Wow, that's really cool." They went. Was it the next weekend? It was Halloween weekend. Yeah, yeah. So it was the next weekend. They literally went up. I think Halloween night on Thursday. Yeah, it's it's close to them too. And they saw the blaze. So what the blaze is, it's like hundreds, maybe even thousands of pumpkins. Could be thousands. And they're just 
in crazy sculptures, designs. They're like, jack-o'-lanterns, right? Yeah, and they're like, it's it's a blaze of orange and crazy. It's, cool. it, it's like Google pictures of Sleepy Hollow Blaze. Yeah. I wish we went to that, honestly. I mean, yeah. maybe next year we can sneak it before we get married. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, I, I think we can do that because they'll do it at all. I think it's like as soon as October starts, they probably start yeah. it. Yeah. So then the next morning after we passed the F out, um, one thing about the cabin that was kind of spooky was there was no bathroom inside the cabin. So you had yeah. to go to the main house. Across her backyard. Which, yeah. So like I pee all the time, right? Like I'm up all night peeing. It's just a thing that I do. Hello, ladies, if you can relate. Um, I ran across the, I ran across that dark backyard in the woods one time. Mm-hmm into the house to pee and i fucking did not do that again Mm. i held it the rest of the night so i slept like shit but i mean it was overall really really cool looking cabin yeah it was really Really nice so there was no lock but then the next morning we found out it did lock and we were like oh yeah so we we were like (laughs) sleeping with like one one eye open yeah so that's cool. But next, then, yeah, the next morning we went to the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. That was my favorite part. Yeah, that, uh, overall of the road trip. Spoiler alert: that was my favorite part. That was not mine, but oh, okay. that that was pretty cool. It, it it was it was definitely up there. It was very memorable. It's like a really beautiful, famous, very famous cemetery. It yeah. Found it. I wish it, we had more time to spend there, but once again, road we trip. Were, it, well, we woke up early to do everything, and then we couldn't oh, yeah. get to the cemetery. Because, because of... Uh, well, listen, she was great. She's really nice. I f- listen, she made us coffee. She did make us coffee. It was great. Like, was no nice. issues, but like... So this cemetery... She before she woke up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the village of Sleepy Hollow is one of the oldest in New York, obviously. It's famous. Um, it's The Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, though, is not as old as the village. It was founded in the 1800s. Um, so it's not the oldest part of town, but there's a lot of very famous... New Yorkers, a lot of famous people buried in there, which was cool. Um, we got to see the Rockefeller Mausoleum. Yeah, that thing was huge. It was, it was crazy. We it was saw like a it bank. and we were like, what the hell is this? Like, and is this and the it said bathrooms? Rockefeller underneath it. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Like, is this the bathrooms? Because like, yeah. they treat it like a public park almost, yeah. like tons of tourists come yep. to check it out. Rockefeller. Yeah, it was huge. It was like 20, 30 feet tall or something like that. It was, it was obnoxious. I like which, how many people are buried in there. Yeah, you know what? It's probably just for him. It could be. All by himself. Rockefeller. That was cool. Um, we saw Washington Irving, which yeah. was literally the guy who created the Sleepy Hollow myth. Yeah. His his plot was humble and yet very well taken care of, and yeah. it was a family plot. He I don't think he had kids, so he donated the rest of the plot to his other family members. Yeah. It's like his entire family's buried in there. And there's like flowers people yeah. bring because, you know. He's, Halloween. Yeah, it was, it was Halloween time when we went, and um, yeah, it was, it was cool. They decorated it with pumpkins and like hay bales. It was yeah. really cute. They had little maps that you could take and tour the cemetery on your own. Yeah. It was fun. I liked it. And it was actually a really affordable leg of our trip, yeah, kind it was of. Free. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> the, the cemetery, cemetery was, so free. was free. Walking around Terrytown was free. The food yeah. was a good price too. I yeah, think yeah. Where I mean, we, oh, yeah, where it was fine. Where like, we stayed was a little. Yeah, I, I would say the the price for the cabin was a little pricey, especially because there was no bathroom in there. Yeah, I mean maybe for us. 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, the environment was cool. The host was really nice. Yeah. Um, and it was really, it was fairly close to where we wanted to go to, which was, yeah. I, I had no complaints about it. I really liked it. And I think it was, it's definitely worth a day trip because it's so close to where we live. Mm-hmm. And then the, my, you were talking about, did you say your favorite part of the cemetery? My favorite part was Washington Irving. And I think actually a lot of, a lot of like the experience behind that, cause we didn't grab a map. Mm-hmm. Or at least we couldn't find him in the beginning. So we were just like, where the hell is he? <laughs> yeah. And we it's, were like, follow the tourists. Yeah. Like this place is huge. So we yeah. just like scoured half of the cemetery on foot, which we could have driven, I think, down to his. We didn't know that. Yeah. I so, feel weird driving in, in cemeteries. Uh, I mean, we used to, my family, we used to do that on the weekends. New York is. Just, Whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that's a New York thing or just a weird thing. Yeah. But um, I think part of, that experience that was so great for me was we were just we were checking out all these graves like mm-hmm. we saw hundreds of graves trying to find the oldest one when if we had a map we wouldn't have had to do it that way but it was just like we were losing our minds it's like bloodborne <laughs> it did remind me of bloodborne it was pretty awesome yeah it was a really cool cemetery i think the oldest tomb we found was like 1830 something or yeah 1840 like it was but i mean there was plenty was of tombstones old. that were like completely faded you couldn't yeah. even yeah I don't know. And there were some really, really cool ones where there was literally like miniature trees and brushes growing through the tombstones. Oh, yeah. Which was like the people basically exploding out of the tombs. Yeah, it was I like, forgot about that. Sick. Sick. It was pretty cool. Sick. And then we drove on our way up all the way to New Hampshire. New effing Hampshire. Because that's where we got an Airbnb with a group of guys and a group of gals. Our friends. The PP gang. The PP gang, shout out. Yeah. And uh, that was that was really it's an inside fun. Inside joke, yeah. You had to be there for that mm-hmm. one. So we were there Friday night. <coughs> we were there me. Friday night, Saturday night, and then we left Sunday. Did yeah, we left Sunday morning. Yeah, because we we had to get home. So what? Like there's, I mean, we did our New Hampshire leg of the trip was not for spookiness. It was just a place to stay. Yeah, but it. the house that we stayed in was kind of weird. That was the spookiest part. That me. was the spookiest part. I mean, as soon as as soon as we got to the airbnb we were the first ones there and i was mm-hmm. like it you know it, it was like a four and a half hour drive from sleepy hollow because mm-hmm. we were in seabrook so that's literally that's on the coast yeah it was like it was that was pretty wild but as soon as connecticut and massachusetts yeah just to get, to get there. to it yeah so then we get there and immediately of course i gotta pee again i run upstairs to the bathroom and well, i go i just before you do that, oh. I thought the weird something really bizarre was we were like, all right, so how do we get in here? Like, oh, yeah. is there a key? We texted um, our friend who basically set up everything, and he's like, oh no, they said the door is unlocked. I'm like, it's uh, it's unlocked. That's a little strange. Like yeah. it's just unlocked. We just waltz right in. And we just walked right in, and we're like, are we sure we're in the right house? Because the address was kind of set up like both parts. There's like two houses. Yeah, connected. there's like two Airbnbs in one big house. And they were both the same address yeah it was i we had no idea if we were in the right place or not so you go pee yeah so i run upstairs to pee and i'm like oh i should take a shower let me check this shower situation Mm -hmm. out and like i open the curtain and there's a fucking moldy glass of wine full of wine Mm -hmm. just sitting in there and it's like covered in mold i was like huh welcome it's like welcome to new hampshire bitch or like how would they say it welcome to new hampshire bitch i don't know i don't know how do you guys talk up there let me know yeah so that was gross did we even dump it 
I think like yeah, we definitely dumped it. I you think, took like, a picture of it and we dumped it. Yeah, Why? and then I took a shower. We, it was we like, kept I got it. it and we put it back in the yeah, fridge. Because we were feeling dirty from the, the cabin yeah. in New York so and the drive. So, okay, so none of the lights would turn on. Like yeah. none of the overhead lights would turn like, on in this house. four lights in the entire house worked. Yeah, it was weird. And like we were all messing with it. Mm-hmm. And I think like more of us came as the night went on. Yeah, and they were checking breakers and it's like everything's on. Yeah, it's two of weird. the guys are licensed electricians or what or if they're not, i don't know if they're licensed they're electricians yeah they're, they're like, licensed quote unquote yeah so then all of a sudden in the middle of the night while i'm having a night while i'm having a really creepy dream mm-hmm. all of a fucking sudden i wake up and the light above us is on the fans on the fans on in every single room of the house all the lights and everyone in the morning was like hey did your lights turn on your room all of a sudden it's like yep yeah huh and we were all asleep yeah. When it happened. Oh, my God. And what about what happened to you in the, at that one point uh, well, in yeah. the bathroom? So our, our friend's brother came, and I had never met him before. I didn't even know he was coming on the trip. Yeah. And uh, I woke up in the, like, it was like 3 in the morning because, like, people were coming in at, like, all times. So it was like, I wasn't really sleeping because it was like, you hear people come in or whatever. I had to use the bathroom because uh, we actually, our other friends came, so we, we were drinking a little bit, and we were playing One Night Werewolf. So I had to pee, and I got up in the middle of the night, and I just... One night Casually go go to the bathroom <laughs> and like there's someone in it and I'm like okay whatever, and then I see a shadow by the door open up or by the the, the bottom of the door and then the door opens up, and Slenderman, oh my god, fucking seven foot tall creature comes out and I'm like what and it's just a guy and he's like hey. I'm like hey what's up man and he's like, oh. and he just goes in one of the other rooms and I'm like okay and I just go and then like I just go pee and I go back to bed and the next morning. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Oh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was Melissa's probably. brother. I've never met. He's just really Child. tall. And I was like, oh my god. He's a nice guy. He's fun. <laughs> yeah, he's really nice. He's fun. It was a fun time. We had great, we had great night. We yeah. had great stay there, even though it was weird. I mean, we came in, the place was was dirty, which was kind of strange. Yeah, it, was it wasn't almost, very clean. It was almost like someone had just stayed there. Yeah. And then, oh my god, there was a linen rental fee. Yeah. But but it was in like the fine print. It was in the fine print, so we weren't. No one was warned about it because you. It's like, bring your own blankets, pillows. Yeah. It's like, yo, t- what? And we found this out after we slept in. Yeah, it was like Saturday we found it It was like, out. come on. I had this really weird dream about a little boy mm-hmm. in the closet just facing the wall. That was the nightmare I was having. And mm-hmm. then when I woke up, I jarred myself awake and the lights were all on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh. And then there was like this weird old lady ghost. It was just weird. Mm-hmm. But we had fun, though. We made fun. We did, we made fun. and then the next morning, a Saturday morning, we made the important leg of the trip. The whole reason we went, yeah, we went to Salem. Salem, and we had an error. Massachusetts. We we did not realize. We kind of figured, oh, it'll probably be busy. It's the weekend yeah. before Halloween. Yeah. you know, it'll kind of be busy. It Fuck is us, the right? busiest place I've ever been in my life. Yeah, and I grew up in the city, and I've been to the tree lighting yeah. in New York, like. The, the the streets are so freaking narrow in the town and it's like shoulder to shoulder just yeah. people. I mean, it was it was pretty cool and there was a huge group of us. There was like nine of us or yeah, something. Yeah, our group was pretty big. It was And it I was mean, hard to find a place to eat. Yeah. And like the weight li- we went to like a cafe and we're like, "Hey, what's your weight limit?" And they were like two and a half hours. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a coffee oh, place. Okay, see ya. And then like it was almost like you're just walking down the street but you're also waiting in line to walk down the street. Yeah. It was and weird. I mean, it was it was cool. I definitely want to go back, but I want to go back 
no. not around Halloween. I would go any time of the year otherwise. Yeah. Even I'm sure even Christmas time is probably really fun. Yeah. There. And I, everyone told us like we went to, I don't know, I just I'll be honest, the town was not what I was expecting. Yeah. I was thinking more of like how the old part of Philadelphia was going to be. Which I think that there is a part like that. We just didn't get there because yeah. we waited in line to see the witch house yeah. for three hours, I think no, it was. No, it wasn't that long. Two it hours. It was about an hour. I think it was longer. It wasn't. I don't know. It, we, You know, the, the witch house museum, which is the home of that judge. The judge who which, condemned everybody. Which, you know, like the, the freakiest part of that, it's like a piece of American history. So, of course, we want to see it because mm. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm very you're like this too we're mm. pretty nerdy people we'd, yeah. we'd rather muse museums over weird attractions any day but these you know you got these Instagram girls taking selfies Outside, like which yeah. house meanwhile this is the guy that like condemned so many women to death and it's and just a man. And, a, and men yeah maybe two men it's just really like ugh, it gave me like an icky feeling like, yeah I you know because it's like a solemn kind of thing yeah so. and then you go outside and people are like can you please move i'm trying to take pictures in front of the house oh yeah that was fucked up yeah so rude the but it was pretty like are. we were joking because we had a halloween party the the weekend before and we dressed up yeah. and it was like oh let's bring our costumes haha <laughs> it's like nah, i don't want to be the only it's weird we go there we're like the only people not dressed yeah. up there was a guy who's in a, he was a he was freaking uh i think he was metal gear rex from the first metal gear solid like oh. what the hell does that even mean? Yeah, it was just like people were just there thinking it's a Halloween destination, which I guess it is, but it's also to me it's a witch destination. Yeah, it was just Halloween and everyone was dressed up. Like it, any it was Halloween. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely like Halloween town almost. Mm -hmm. They had like a psychic fair, yeah. which was cool, but we couldn't even participate. We couldn't do anything because yeah. the lines were so crazy. They had monster museums they had numerous magic museums mm -hmm. and stores and there were lines to get into stores yeah. it was like like it was it was so weird we any shopping we did or any stores we got into we were lucky yeah and then there were lines in the stores yeah. to pay and then we were trying to find they they were advertising it because that's one of the reasons we saw like the weeks coming up it was like oh the world's largest ouija board is in yeah, the, the center of town it's like let's go find it we we looked for it, yeah, the entire night and couldn't find. We it. got there around like twelve, I want to say. We were like, there for an entire day. Yeah, and we left at like nine, and we could not find it. And we ended up talking to like one concession lady who didn't really speak English. Yeah, and we were me. like, "Hey, do you know where the Ouija board is?" And she's like, mm, "It left or something." Yeah, right? it's like not here. It's like, it what was, do you mean? It was supposed to be there until Halloween. Yeah, and, and like they, they moved it like early. two days. Before. Yeah, it was weird. But I mean, so I was like hell bent on doing some shopping because yeah. like this is a big deal to me. I've This is like a childhood dream, actually, mm -hmm. for me to go to Salem. And I feel like I wasn't there and yet I do. I was there. So it's kind of cool. But um, yeah, every store we went into, there were lines. But like, thank goodness I didn't buy anything in those stores because they were kind of like just kitschy, like souvenir -y type things that you could get anywhere. But we did find a couple of things where I did spend a little bit. Yeah. I got this awesome hat from Ever Crumbly and Witch. Mm -hmm. They're like a millinery, like a classically trained hat maker. And they make these beautiful witch hats. I kind of spent some bank on my credit card there. but It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it was worth it because that, that was like my major souvenir. And then we did find like a very earthy witch store, which is something that I was really looking for. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this is witch city. This has such a high population of people who say that they're witches. And I can't find a single herbalist or like actual magical supply. Like, can I get a bundle of sage? Like, it was like the weirdest thing. And then we finally did find this one store. There's nobody in it. It was beautiful. And I was like, huh, this would be the only store nobody's shopping in. So I did, I got something there too, which was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, we definitely want to do it again. Yeah. And we, we will. And I think next year we're going to be making another trip, but we're going to be going to Maine. If we can. I mean, we are getting married right around that time. So, I mean, you know, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. Maybe we'll go on our honeymoon in the new year so I don't have to waste all my vacation days in one spot. There's an HP Lovecraft like it's spooky there's a black lodge and it's like it's like it's like is it they're having like it's like a it's like a quote-unquote party but the way they phrase it it's not like a rager party it's It's like a convention ball thing i think it's just gonna be like it's gonna be just like a full-on orgy oh god no it's just gonna be walking but there's tentacles everywhere it's like milady welcome is this what hentai is oh god oh my god (laughs) i just realized yeah So, so that's great. Yeah. It's like an HP Lovecraft festival. It's like four days. And the Salem trip go. basically was like, let's do this. And then things got carried away and we apologize. But we're back. And this is the meat of the episode. Yes. The Pennsylvania witch trial, which was an inspiration from this trip that we took. Yeah, basically. Because I was like, when we got back, I was like, huh, witch trials. Every, every culture's got them, no matter yeah. where you are. Did it ever happen in Pennsylvania? Because we're one of the original... Mm-hmm. 13 colonies and um i find i found one and uh yeah i mean it's a little late it's not halloween but it's i guess it's always halloween for me um (laughs) we this is pennsylvania's one and only witch trial well official official there's a lot of witches out there well i mean i i don't know for sure if like communities did their own witch trials but i do have to say this Pennsylvania was one of those states that was very much founded on religious freedom and freedom from religion. It was founded by Quakers who were like kind of the hippies of their time. So everyone hated them. I know everyone (laughs) hated them. And your grandma was a friend, right? Which is related to the Quakers, wasn't she? It's just kind of funny because they all, all the Christian groups, they all believe in God, but they all hate each other because it's like their way that they believe in God is better. It's like, but I I have to say like the Quakers are probably the closest, are probably actually one of the only Christian denominations that are like, you know, love your neighbor. Like they literally are. They don't, they don't, they're complete pacifists. Exactly. And that's, and your grandmother was uh, Mm -hmm. an offshoot, I think a, Base, I guess friends are descendants of Quakers, so that's pretty interesting right. tie to this. But, um, yeah, so you can always find a Pennsylvania th- twist to things, and we found the Pennsylvania one and only witch trial. Um, I want to give a shout-out to our source. Our major source material for today's episode is, uh, uh, I'm thinking of my... Statistics in plain English. Yeah, no, that's I'm literally in finals mode for school right now, so that's not right. Um, I mean, uh, The Witches of Pennsylvania, <laughs> Occult History and Lore by Thomas White. Oh, um, so you tricked me. I thought that was the actual title. Oh, really? Yeah, I, like, no, I was like... I was like, I could see how that would trick you. Statistics? Yeah, that would throw me off, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Uh, yeah, I tricked everybody. Uh, she's great. a witch. 
Okay, so um, I want to get into, before we get into the witch trial, because it it's there's not a lot of official info out there, I actually wanted to do some more in-depth exploration of Pennsylvania witchcraft, which is so unique. This is actually very unique amongst um, colonial and uh, Anglican in, uh, perceptions of witchcraft. So a little background on that, the folk magic and lore of the Keystone State. So in the late 1700s, Pennsylvania saw an influx of German immigrants spawning the group known today as the Pennsylvania Deutsch, mispronounced around the world today as the Pennsylvania Dutch. Why do you think that is, Tom? Because Americans are stupid. No, I'm just kidding. It's oh. because... <laughs> Whoa, you can't say that. The German people, they consider themselves Deutsch, and they just probably misunderstood it or mis- misinterpreted yeah. it and heard Dutch. So mm-hmm. Dutch, and now you're Dutch, but you're really German. Deutsch. Who cares? Okay, so anyways, back to the Pennsylvania Deutsch. Okay, um, along with their strudels and lederhosen, Racist. The, Germans, the German immigrants brought a rich folk magical tradition to the state of Pennsylvania. Practices such as hexing and powwow, which is not the same as the Native American ceremonial tradition, mm. were very common among this group. And um, the Pennsylvania German immigrants uh, viewed folk magic as a normal part of everyday life, as did a lot of of um, immigrant cultures to the United States. I think um, hexing and powwowing were generally done to fill in the gaps where Western medicine was ineffective. Hmm. Everyday cures, good luck charms, even locating lost items were typical tasks for the Pennsylvania Deutsch powwower. So they're saying like bloodletting and throwing leeches on people. They're like, hmm, this isn't (laughs) working. Yeah. He has a cold. Why isn't it working? That's where your grandma comes in with a little bit of an herb, and then she's like, "Here, smoke this," and, and then, then you know what happens next. Well, then they're all like, "Burn the witch," you know, because she's a woman and she's got <laughs> she intelligence. <talked. laughs> yeah, she spoke. Like, what? What are you doing? Get back into the kitchen. Oh, actually, no, it would be the, what are you doing? I guess whatever accent the English had. So, Tom, your grandparents are from Germany. Yeah. Um, or you're not the same grandparents that were the grandmother that was a Quaker. You're paternal grandparents were are are from germany have they ever talked about folk magic honestly not really yeah but i think it's because they came from a very dark time in german history Mm -hmm. where they escaped yes and a lot of their traditions and upbringings they kind of don't really talk about because there's a huge stigma that it's bad and i mean my grandmother had that she was jewish for her like her my dad's entire life up until maybe like six seven years ago yeah he took a dna test yeah and it was basically because no it was ancestry.com ancestry well he did the dna test on ancestry didn't no, he? No, he found I, out he's a hundred percent that bitch even when you talking crazy i'm sorry what the fuck uh, you never mind shout out to lizzo because she assumed that even though she came to america to escape that they, she would still be like, there's a stigma against Jewish yeah. people, and then she hit it. It's and so sad. Yeah, I mean, but like that is a crazy thing that none of us hopefully will ever be able to understand because like that was just. I have so many stories about them traveling and yeah, 
it, it's dark. So and it's funny because it's not funny. None of this is funny. But they didn't tell you. They didn't start sharing this with your family. Thank goodness your grandfather shared some of this before he passed away. Mm-hmm. And I am very grateful that your grandmother has taken the time to talk to me. Yeah. I think the first time I met her, she sat me down for two hours at a barbecue and told mm-hmm. me like how she as a child the nazis took her family's bakery away mm-hmm. and they escaped on foot and i, I was just like crying my eyes yeah. out i couldn't believe it and i'm very grateful for that strength that your grandparents have but any i we're going we're that's you know i mean that's way off topic that's way off topic and yet it's not because there is a tie in here with that so no they haven't talked about that but so yeah but we don't know i i have gr- i did grow up as a, a german kid and i was tall like my parents talk about German culture. So I do know of some of the things, but my grandparents did not teach me anything. It's interesting. That's interesting. So, okay. So I wasn't sure or not if this is, if this whole folk magic thing is unique to the specific group that immigrated to the U.S. because your grandmother was from Munich and your grandfather was no, is Danube. No, my grandmother is from Berlin. Berlin, I'm sorry. Your grandfather was like a Schwabe, which is a different culture. Uh, he was it, technically it's uh, Yugoslavia, but it was before it was Yugoslavia. It was German occupied. Gotcha. Okay, so I mean the group that immigrated to the U.S. in colonial times, this Pennsylvania Deutsch group might actually be a specific um, group of Germans. So mm-hmm. this folk magic stuff might actually be unique to them. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I didn't actually look into that entirely too deeply, but a lot of this kind of reminds me of the mountain witch doctoring that is um, from Ukrainian immigrant communities in 19th century Pennsylvania. That's what, in my grandmother's family, there's a lot of witch doctoring. And that's very similar folk magic um, to this. So anyways, according to our text, anyone could be a powwower, but some families were just better at it than others. So this seems to run in families, but anyone could really pick it up, you know. So the antithesis to the Pennsylvania powwower, which is the person that does magic, um, the antithesis to this person is just as powerful, if not more so, and on a darker, more evil path. <coughs> oh, thanks for following your cue, John. Whoa, hey, whoa. I'm going to just uh, take a moment to enjoy a nice, cool sip from my Miller Lite. Thanks, Miller, for sponsoring this video brought to you by Samsung. Brought to you by Coors. Cuando tu comprar Coors Light. Thanks, Thanksgiving, for just giving us an excess of alcohol. Yeah, so many people brought beer and didn't drink it, so it's we have beer for life now. If any of you guys want some Coronas, please reach out to us. We will mail them to you. My poor Uncle Carlos you want Malta? brought a case. Malta? I will send you Malta. Do we still I, have Malta? We have like 13 bottles left of it. Jesus. My dad is going to have to drink all of that for Christmas. Every time he comes over, Surprise. I give him one. And he's like, oh, you still got it? And I'm like, yeah. Sorpresa, dad. That's your Christmas gift. Oh, shit. That's a good idea. We give him a case every year for, for Christmas. Stockings. Stocking stuffers. Okay. So anyways. Okay. So those who practiced the dark arts in folk magic were called witches. Sometimes they were called hex doctors, which sounds like a metal band from the 80s, maybe like a goth spin doctors cover yeah. band kind of deal. I kind of got an idea out of that. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. That's that's a thing. So, okay, so hex doctors were known to harass neighbors and even went as far t- as to commit criminal acts with supernatural 
supernatural power that was not of God. And I can just imagine an old German lady pulling pranks on a neighbor she didn't like and getting in a heap of trouble for it. And those mm. were like, I don't know. That doesn't seem neighbors. very German to me. Because <laughs> it's not very. I got you. I took your strudel. Oh. Because if then she got in trouble for it, then it would just make things trouble for her. There's like a little lady's like, you know, stealing a fresh pie out of a neighbor's window and like putting a flaming bag of poop on it. Like, oh, I got you. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a flaming bag of Cheetos. <laughs> a flaming bag of Cheetos. Actually, that's an even exchange. You know, a fresh apple pie for a bag of flaming hot. Yeah, I would take the flaming hot. Yeah. Flaming hot pie. Oh, shit. That's mm. weird. I don't Crushed know if I, up crust. That almost sounds like a weird Sizzling. euphemism. Yeah, base that shit. Yo, she in the got oven. that flaming hot pile with it. <laughs> Ew. Oh, gross. Damn. All right, so she's a beach. Um, yeah, so of course, there were a few gray area magic users that could still be called hex doctors, but use their powers to fight other witches. You know, things like removing curses or using protection spells, you know, what have you. Um, to many of the Pennsylvania Deutsch, no matter if you use dark or white magic, you were considered a witch. So some, a lot of Pennsylvania Dutch, Deutsch, sorry, would still call you a witch even if you were a good guy. And um, most of the time it wasn't a problem. Even if you were using your magic for good, though, many were inclined to believe that even if the witch was not making a direct pact with the devil, the witch was drawing her power from a diabolical force, like such as a... Tufelsteiner. Tufelsteiner? Tufelsteiner. Tufelsteiner. It's like a diner in town. Mm-hmm. Or the which or the devil's servant. Uh, what does that word mean? So what is a Tufelsteiner? Yeah. Basically, it's an old German phrase. Okay. Tufels in the bush is with one in the diner. You know what, what? I'm saying? The f- what? Is that really what it means? Of course it does. <sighs> Okay, I'm going to take your word for it. I'm American, not You're, German. Okay, true. I mean, literally, it looks like, let's, 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 let's spell it, let's, the let's verb, speak it out. Two? All right, that means there's there's two. Okay. Full? Okay, he's got a full belly. So there's, okay, so now it makes more sense. What? Two fulls diner? It means there's two diners that are full of occupants you can't get in. Okay. Oh it's, man, I'll be here like all hell, week. Right? Really? Oh god. Oh jeez. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. So, in Pennsylvania, Deutschland. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to carry on. You just going to carry on. Do you want to read this segue. part? It is said that if one wanted to become a witch, they would have to boil a black cat or a toad alive. Ugh. Which is we all of course know now today. No bueno. No bueno. Hey. Yeah, no bueno. You can't be what? That was, that was really good. Good pronunciation. I hate that a lot of magical traditions have this history of animal sacrifice. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't personally understand that. I don't understand. I, it's like so many. And is many. it true? Is it 100% true that they would just sacrifice stuff? You know what? That could be like one of those things, like a rumor that you would use against your neighbor. But I do know that there are a lot of magical traditions that require mm. some type of animal or blood sacrifice. So it's like... I don't know. I think I think it's half. It's a half truth, perhaps. But then yeah. again, you're gonna boil a toad. I mean, if you're poor, there's nothing to eat. Yeah. Boil uh, that toad. And you eat it. I mean, it's a toad. But Sorry. if you do boil it, you do have something to eat. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it just takes away from the goodness, quote unquote, if that even makes sense. That 
magic. your magic could do yeah. because you're literally ending a life to yeah. like heal a, a tummy ache. I think like the old traditions would say, and I'm not, I am not defending this, but I think it's almost like you're requiring a major sacrifice from the practitioner. Like you, like mm-hmm. what would you sacrifice for this? And yet I also am like, you don't have to do that. You know, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to. I bet you could sacrifice a whole bag of pizza rolls. Oh, I have. I've done that in the past. I sac- <laughs> I sacrifice this bag of pizza rolls. 40 pizza rolls. For my rolls. tummy because it's going to hurt later. Oh, my God. Making, we made pizza rolls for my little cousin on Thanksgiving because you wouldn't effing eat the turkey. He's like 10 years old. I'm like, eat that damn turkey. He's You're like, an adult. No. No. Yeah, I would never, I could never boil one of our cats alive, I don't think. A question for you. Okay. You got, any, you got anything from this book you mentioned earlier that I thought the title was about your statistics? statistics? <laughs> uh, if you, you got any take, quotes you could You want to take my exam today. No, I want to know about the boy. The boy? Yeah, Thomas White, the boy who wrote oh, the book. Oh, you know what? I don't really know much about him. No, I want to know about his book. Well, this is all of this that I'm reading. direct quote, Ashley. We'll get there. We'll get there. Give me the direct quote. Okay, fine. I will. I'm going to fucking read directly from Thomas White's book. Okay. Because you just thought his summary of how Pennsylvania Deutschfrauss actively went about becoming witches was so well written? Yeah, you're right. Is that why? I do have that here. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for keeping me on task, Tom. As the researcher for this podcast, I'm not very good at staying on outline here. I do all the research, I write it down, but then I forget. <laughs> then I forget, yes. So the would-be witch would have to gather the unfortunate animal's bones that, you know, that they sacrificed, you know, the cat or the toad, and then they would toss them into a stream or a creek or a crick if you're from that part of Pennsylvania. Just stop. Okay, so one bone of the animal would supposedly float against the current, and that bone would be the strongest of them all, of course, would serve as the witch's source of power. Yo, could you imagine you're playing a video? You're playing the new Final Fantasy game that's coming oh, out. Shit. And you got to summon something. You got to summon, what is it? Bahamut. Yeah. Oh, Bahamut. And it's you like, all Bahamut. right, let's go. Oh, there's a stream. Shiva. Right, sick. And you go and just throw like a dun, shit ton dun, of dun, bones. Dun, dun, and it's like, dun, oh, fuck, is dun, that dun, one dun, going up? And it's like, you don't know. Dun, 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 and then you get dun, killed dun, 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 by a chocobo. What experience did you get? None, because you died. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You have to start from the last <clears throat> point. Okay, well, all right. So then another method of of giving yourself magic would be uh, drawing a circle on the ground made of a good old-fashioned Pennsylvania coal. Ooh, I yes. like that. Yeah, because, you know, Pennsylvania and coal, I mean, what else What else you got? Name so, a more iconic duo. Name a more iconic duo. Donald Trump and uh, Harrisburg. No, not Harrisburg. Wow. Donald Trump and uh, another part of Pennsylvania. Any any coal town. All right. I okay. don't even know what that means. I don't know. So the witch would then step into the circle of coal while holding out her hand. Oh, I should mention that the act of witchery could be done by either men or women. But as we know, fem- I wrote femas. But as we know, men are a little too smart to do that. Females <laughs> were more likely to be accused and historically more likely to pursue witchcraft as a means of active spirituality 
since women were not allowed to do anything at the time other than become a nun or become a dude's property, like getting married. Isn't it all girls' dreams to just get married? I mean, you you're talking about how it's like the guy. The guys don't want to get married. That's a slippery slope. You you going down? Oh, you don't want to go down I that road. I want to get married though. Wink, wink. Oh yeah, we're getting Sparkling married. Smile. Aw, twinkle, twinkle. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So the devil would supposedly appear taking her hand and marking it, and from that point on, the person would have the power of a witch. Uh, okay, so I think that's interesting note because, sorry guys, I'm like, I had Chinese food, so I'm like dying. It's like IBS powers activate, I don't know. <sighs> More beer. Okay, so I think that that is interesting because in palmistry, otherwise known as chiromancy, but- Hold up. I, is it seriously called chiromancy? It is, yeah. That's fucking cool. The The type of palmistry, I believe, that comes out of ancient Greece is called chiromancy. I'm a chiromancer. Yeah, so in palmistry, um, there are several witch marks that you can look for on a person's hand. Like a penis. No. Oh. Wow, well, it's the family-friendly show, Tom. Oh, fuck, you're right, I yeah, forgot. fuck. So, all right, you want to know what those witch marks are? This is actually something that I added in, something that I knew already, but I had to double check on the internet to make sure I wasn't fucking it up. I do. Go. Okay. So you can do this by either by looking at either one of your hands, your right or your uh, left. Can I do this? Can I do this myself? You, yeah. Okay. I'm so, looking at my hands. I'm okay. looking at my right hands. Okay. So, um, readers, correct me if... I'm wrong. Well, I don't think I'm that wrong on this one, but if you know a different way to look for this, um, oh, this particular thing, uh, usually I, this is how I look at it. Your left hand reflects your past life. Your right hand is your current life. So if your power was taken from you in a past life or if it was bound or something to do with your powers either killed you or, you know, somebody bound them magically, I look for an X with a line through it. Uh-oh. Which would make like an asterisk type Uh-oh. shape on any part of the left hand. Oh, left hand. So this tells me that the person's Uh-oh. powers were bound or taken from them. Um, maybe they were persecuted for some innocuous thing like being somewhat psychic or kind of even appearing witchy. What or about like just being a dick? Well, yeah, like, you know practicing folk magic or even just being a strong independent woman that don't need no man in the year 1400 they're like no you're wrong you do need yeah that could get you killed it's like you want to open a business by yourself and you're an unmarried woman burn her yeah what is that business being a whore yeah exactly it's like come on so um yeah so if that would to me an asterisk type shape um you know would would tell me that that's what that is so if you're looking for clues about your present life you check your right hand okay. and there's um there's a couple of different type of witch's mark um i believe that i would typically call this the witch's mark but a lot of people in google say mystic cross that's really interesting which is like oh, excuse me because i have an m you have an m for majin do you have a b you have a boo on there no, anyone become Majin. There is Majin Vegeta. Jeez, oh. come on. Well, whatever. What a okay. nerd. Okay, anyways. So, all right. Whew, the heat just turned on. It is getting hot in here. Is that the devil? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, Lucifer. I miss that show. 
All right, so um, yeah, anyways, back to this. Uh, a lot of people call this the mystic cross. I'm not sure if they're just trying to give it, you know, a lighter a lighter uh, appearance. Like, you know, it's like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not a witch's mark. It's a mystic cross. Well, if you, you know, that, whatever. So it's usually either a small T-shape or an X-shape between your heart and headlines. So that's these two big lines that run across the middle here. Mm-hmm. So if you have... Um, like that shape in between them, that would mean that you have some sort of a uh, of a witch's touch to you. Um, I also believe that if you have these marks predominantly on your hand, like multiple times, that's like the more adept you are or the more inclined you are, but it's really up to you if you want to pursue it or perceive this in that way perhaps. You know, maybe you're just waking up in the middle of the night and there's a dead guy dressed like a coal miner right next to the side of your bed <laughs> screaming in your ear. And that could also have been a dream. I don't know. I don't know if my great-grandfather came to my room or not. Whatever. So anyways, moving on. Um, so yeah, so that witch's mark would actually be something that, that um, in Thomas White's book they said they would look for on the hand. So that's why I kind of, you know, went on that tangent there about about a palm reading but I think it's interesting that even in you know they call it brocherie or broccoli brocherie like in your notes you have it sounds like broccoli I'm like but trying- you pronounce it not like broccoli yeah I'm like is this French or what is this but yeah I really think it's interesting um especially because traditionally like the hands are a woman's most useful tool you know I mean <laughs> yeah what whatever I mean it's like you know you're in the kitchen you're making babka bread in the middle of the night. You're kneading that dough. All I want to do is go to bed, and I got to make your babka. <laughs> yeah. oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's me last, uh, and last like, Easter. I'm like, are you questioning me? She's a witch! <laughs> Burner! Oh, God. Yeah, so that's a thing that happened. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all right. Um, it's just the man bringing us down, and just because we have dreams about people that when they die, ghosts, blah, blah, blah. You know, you just grow, oh, wow. you grow herbs really in the house. Oh, wow. it in right here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you, grow, you get really good at growing herbs in the house, and the dog eats them. And you just, you know, it's like, at least you didn't get sick. That is quite the segue. Okay. Now where are we? Okay, yes. How to become a witch in the Pennsylvania Deutschland. So, oh. okay. Oh. I'm going to read again from Thomas White's book, because this was pretty interesting. Okay, so another way required the person to stand on a manure pile while swinging a hook around in the air. That person had to deny Christ and promise herself to the devil, and then she would have access to his dark powers. Yes. I have a question. Yes. I'm raising my hand because I'm polite. Okay. Is this hook a grappling hook? Are they trying to get on top of a barn? I mean, what would you have in a barn in 17th, 18th century Pennsylvania? More... What kind of hook? What kind of hook? You said what kind of barn? Like a pirate hook? No, like a grappling hook. Because you're trying to get in the barn. You're already standing on manure. You need more manure, and that's where the cows are inside the barn. Okay. Unlimited manure, which is magic. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, actually. Okay, so... Okay. Um... There was also a book of spells and incantations that were usually associated with hexere, which are, I guess, another word for um, powwowers and hex doctors. Um, mm. And these are the sixth and seventh books of Moses. 
the book had a sinister the books had a sinister reputation um which will be discussed shortly yes my next segue um and they were rumored to be in the library of every witch and powerful hex doctor so Hmm. this detail is extremely interesting and a little i don't know if i if you call this racist or not but it's just very indicative of how groups of country folk would might view someone who's a little exotic Ooh, that person's a little bit different. Huh? You think they got a hook? Yeah, you, you think, think they like to stand on cow poo? You think they a witch? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Mabel. Yeah, like that person doesn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. So they must be a witch. Well, first of all, I think most Americans, even back then, had brown hair, brown eyes. Brown eye. It's if true. Anything. At least one brown eye. They saw right? a blonde person with blue eyes. They'd be like, Ooh. Oh God. Ooh, they sexy. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So anyways, um, I was wondering why the phrase sixth and seventh book of Moses sounded familiar. You want to take a stab at that? Uh, Because you have read uh, a a sixth and seventh book in your life or something more smart. (laughs) Actually. Okay. So those books are actually still available widely online. And there's a lot of scans out there of them. They're very old-timey looking, which is pretty neat. Hmm. Um, The texts are somewhat related to the Hebrew mystic tradition of Kabbalah. Yeah, so that's where I'm getting at. Um, Okay. Yeah, Kabbalah is very interesting, actually. It's kind of... um, Please correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm just starting to research this, because I've always known that it existed. I just never took the time to read about it. I like to read about different types of religions and mysticism, but Kabbalah is a set of, is known to be a set of secret knowledge and mystical tradition built upon the Jewish faith. Hmm. It is also said to be a way that you can interpret the Torah. Whereas the Torah tells you what to do or how to live, the Kabbalah t- essentially tells you how and why. So it's considered an interface with com- for communing with God of the Abrahamic tradition. Um, I've seen that it's a little bit more aligned with Judeo-Christian tradition, um, you know, because I I consider Islam Abrahamic. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, if you don't take the Internet's word for it, if you're of the Judeo-Christian religious sort or you're just interested in mysticism, mysticism, Kabbalah is very interesting foray into ancient wisdom. And to me, it's essentially the plot of Netflix's hit show, Lucifer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I was waiting. I was waiting to do that. Yeah. Now, what was Madonna's religion? Madonna, I think, considered herself a Kabbalist. She studied Kabbalah. Okay. She had the bracelet. Some, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, like, too much. I'm just starting to get into it. Um, I will say, though... Ashley did mention Lucifer, and we did a fantastic episode mm. with The Painted Lines, yeah. which is a, another podcast that we, uh, we did a little crossover episode with, that and we talked really about fun. the entire series. So uh, I definitely recommend The Painted Lines podcast. You can look at them on iTunes, Spotify. Um, it was really great fun, and uh, they invited us back to do more episodes, and we want to invite them to do some episodes on uh, with us. Yeah. So it was really, really cool. Yeah, it's funny how it's it comes full circle like that. Yeah, everything does with Lucifer. Hail Satan, guys. Oh, Jesus. Hail Satan. Anyway, so um, 
Uh, so it's incredibly interesting because Kabbalah acknowledges a female aspect of the Judeo-Christian God as part of God. Oh, what? Yeah, so it, it even gives that concept a name, and that's called uh, Shekinah or Shekinah. Shakira. Shakina. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, us Latinos would it's consider Shakira a goddess in a way. I think a, a lot of guys would consider Shakira. I guess. I mean, it's like you want your hair to be that blonde, but yes, when you bleach it that wish. much, it starts falling out. They, they wish. That's what the guys are talking about, her hair. No matter how curly your hair is, you'll never be as good as Shakira, Ashley. You'll never. You hear me? You'll never be beautiful like Shakira. Okay, so... If any of our listeners know about Kabbalah in detail, drop us a line. I, I, I want to learn more. So if you got recommendations on how to look, um, what, where to look into it, um, let me what know. What is our email address so they can shoot us a line oh, at? Oh, crap. I think it's, t- it's, is it leave the hall light on yeah. at gmail.com or is it, it L-T-H-L-O? It's leave the hall light it's on. It's leave the hall light on. At gmail. At gmail.com. You can also hit us up on instagram facebook facebook facebook's lame a lot of our listeners message oh my god shout out to the the messages we've been getting on facebook occasionally that's really nice people saying messages like hey where are you hey (laughs) are you guys alive yeah make another episode like (laughs) we really appreciate those it is true keeps us accountable yeah and like i'll get notifications like i don't go on facebook ever but like the occasional time that i go on facebook for something it'll be like am i 57 notifications like near the top it's like you have three new messages from leave the hall light on yeah. i'm like oh it's like remember that yeah remember okay so anyway back to the episode yeah Ashley. so anyways yeah all right so we've established that any folk healer or someone who may i honestly i'm gonna say this that maybe they practice Kabbalah. I, that's why I, I like because the the references in the book really reminded me a little bit of that, but also a lot of the mountain witchering, the witching of the mountains, whatever. So, um, anyways, anybody who anyways. was anyone who did anything that was not like you know sitting in the mud praying and not wearing makeup could be considered a witch or accused of being one and making a pact with the devil. Which I have to say, um, there's, you know, that doesn't happen in Kabbalah. People who practice Kabbalah do not make a pact with the devil. Need to stress that. Um, they're just regular human beings seeking out spiritual fulfillment. So, anyways, as with any witch lore, there are innocent victims in Pennsylvania Dutch country. Uh, witches could target their victims in many ways. Since Hexeray emerged in an agricultural society, many of a witch's attacks were directed at farm animals and crops. Hmm. Witches were often blamed for cows not producing milk, the mysterious death of a seemingly healthy animal, sickness among herds, and failure of crops. If a large hairball was found in the stomach of a dead animal, it was often labeled a witch ball. See, I agree. You agree? I agree with that. Yeah? Witch ball. It might be attributed as the malevolent work of a local witch. That's kind of like um, that TV show, Marianne. Mm. You know? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I have a coworker that had an experience with that mm. when she was younger. Her little brother, I think we're a family member, spit up a ball of hair and something was going on and they had to do some non-traditional like, things. Johnny, stop licking the dog. And he's yeah. like, No. Yeah, I mean, that story is pretty wild, but that's not my story to tell, so I'm not going to go into it. So anyways, this is pretty typical with most traditions of dark magic around the world. Why do you think that is, Tom? 
I don't know. Like, I just think that humans in general, this is going to get deeper. Just we're not very creative. Everything is very similar. Yeah. That's why Eastern European all the way to the, the Asian cultures, even to Native Americans, all of our folklore is very similar. It's very similar. It's because we're all just dumb fucking monkeys. Oh, that's the world naval theory right there. Mm-hmm. If you want to look into that, it's Carl Jung, I believe. Oh, no, Joseph Campbell. Sorry. Carl Sagan, Salvia. Car- Car- Carl Sagan. Okay, so for the purposes of this podcast, when when I say healing, I'm referring to the white magic of the folk healers and medicine people. Donald when, Trump magic. No. When we, <laughs> magic. When we say conjuring, I am referring to the dark magic acts of witches and hex doctors. Healers, according to Thomas White's account of this time, Healers must invoke God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, or another holy figure when doing magic, while witches don't have to invoke anyone, although it's typically expected for them to still be aligned with the devil. So now these white witches were still prosecuted, or I'm sorry, not prosecuted, jeez, what is this, law and order? Persecuted, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, now, he doesn't really go into it in the early parts of his book, Thomas White, but... um, in a lot of these immigrant communities, um, these white witches were regular parts of society. Like, you went to them for help. Okay. A lot of times they were church-going people. That was, yeah. It was really the... It's A lot of times, I think, it was like the female equivalent of a doctor or a priest, if you will. It's a medicine woman. It's a wise woman. Um, you know, I mean, it's just a... It's like a... People that knew how herbs can be used, you know, like, yeah, you know, peppermint is going to settle your stomach, but that, that means they're a witch. You know, it's like, I don't yeah. even, those people didn't even consider themselves witches, but it's just, you know, I mean, they thought independently and researched things. I'm sure a lot of those women today would actually just go to medical school. Yeah. But, um, okay. it, yeah, I think it, a lot of it had to do with, I feel like Sexism. it was probably a leeway, like, oh, they're helping or helping, but then yeah. if something went, like, screwy in town, they're like, well, it was her. She's a witch. Exactly. Actually, you're 100% right, because a lot of a lot of um, stories you hear about are, you know, people were very well respected until somebody went for them, to them for a cure, and it didn't work, yeah. and that was it. They failed, you know? I mean, so, okay, so now we can finally get into... Um, the witch trial itself. And I am going to be reading a little bit from Thomas White directly just because it's, you know, this is the best way. All right. So, okay. So our two witches that were on trial in Pennsylvania um, were Margaret Matson and... Um, Uh-oh. All right. Someone forgot their notes. Yeah, someone forgot my notes. Okay, so we had two witches um, tried. When was this? This was in 1683, I believe. Wow, this was a long time Began ago. Began in 1683, yeah. I don't think even half of our listeners were alive yet. Oh, I was. I knew it. Okay, so... um, I mean, maybe if you believe in that. But anyways... <laughs> So, okay, so uh, Margaret Matson and Gertro Hendrickson, okay? Okay. Those are our two witches. So, okay. Okay. 
Okay, so February 1684, Matson and her neighbor, Yethro Hendrickson, Getro Yethro, um, Yethro is a female, I believe. Um, Wait, what is her? Is it Yethro, Jethro, Gethro? It's weird. It's like multiple sources here, right? That's what happens when you're not organized like I am. Mul- One is Getro, was- the other is Yethro. I'm going to go with Yethro, which is really fun to say. Yethro Toll. Yeah. So, okay. So, Margaret Matson and her neighbor, Yethro Hendrickson, were accused of practicing witchcraft in February 1684. They were the first to be officially charged with such an offense in Pennsylvania, which was still an English colony at Mm. the time. The outcome of this trial would set a precedent for the prosecution of witchcraft in the future. Actually, I wonder, is this before or after Salem? Forgive me, but um, I feel like I need to know this. I should know. Um, Salem. Well, why don't you keep... Keep reading, and I will look into it for you. I just figured it out. Okay, so Salem Witch Trials started in 1692. So this is before it. This is is 1684. So that's pretty interesting. So both of these women were of Swedish descent and from families who were remnants of the defunct colony of New Sweden that had predated William Penn's venture on the Delaware River. Okay. So Matson pled not guilty to the charges against her at a prior arraignment, and William Penn, who served as, um, who served on the provincial council along with a jury of prominent citizens from Pennsylvania, on this case, um, they had Penn had assembled the council and a jury to hear the testimony of the women and their accusers. Um, apparently, it seems that Hendrickson was not present at the trial, as there is no official record of her speaking or giving testimony. Which is why, for a second, I was like, wait a minute, who's that second person? Mm -hmm. Because there's, like, almost no information out there. Yeah. It's very strange. Very strange. So, um, it was not known how necessary this was, but there was an interpreter present at the trial because um, Matson was a Swedish immigrant (laughs) in an English colony. So, of course, they assumed she couldn't speak English. Um, Little did they know that she actually spoke French, not English. Or nor Swedish. Swedish. She yeah. was born in Sweden, but she literally moved to France when she was one. Yeah, I mean, it's been historically uh, assumed that she did not speak much English. So, okay, so um, Thomas White notes that the official record of the trial is sparse, so there are a lot of unanswered questions, which is true. There's not a lot, a lot out, a lot out there on this trial, but thankfully we have this. So, um, after convening the trial, several. Accusers were brought forth who testified that Matson practiced the dark arts. A witness named Henry Dry Street. <laughs> no, no comment. Claimed that he had been told 20 years before, so Matson had been there for a little bit, um, that Matson was a witch and that she had bewitched the cattle of another farmer. Of course, it's always down to them damn cows. Yeah, it's always the cows. Aren't you glad we live in soybean country? You call me a soy boy? <laughs> I don't know, are you? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I mean, you enjoy some soy sauce now and then. I like so like light sodium soy sauce. I mean, you drive a Volkswagen now, so I mean, here you go. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, um, Charles Ashcombe also was a witness, and he asserted that Matson's own daughter believed her to be a witch, and that Matson had threatened her in spectral form, standing at the foot of her bed with a knife. That's pretty creepy. Um. 
at the foot of her daughter's bed. So it's almost like, was her daughter even against her? I mean, that's pretty sad. <laughs> I mean, that's how people were back then. They just kind of threw each other under the bus. I don't know. I, so they couldn't get killed. I feel like a lot of people really thought like, oh, my my mother did do this. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I wonder. I'd be like, can yeah, I guess my, my mom would. Can you imagine? <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, shout out to Brouhaha. I'll explain what that is after this. But um, Okay, so the old woman, Matson, had also allegedly bewitched her daughter's cattle. Of course, this woman is just all about them cows, you know, apparently. Um, a woman named Anarchy Coolin, that's an interesting name, also believed that Matson had put a spell on her cattle. So again, with them da damn cows, I mean, geez. Her husband, Coolin's uh, husband, decided to boil the heart of a bewitched calf, hmm. presumably to draw out the witch. Oh. This was a practice um, that people did. Um, if they believed that a specific animal was bewitched, they'd kill their beloved animal, oh. even household pets. Were these considered the familiars? Well, no, they were like, let's just say um, you felt like our cat Libby was bewitched, which it's possible. And you killed her and decided to no. draw out the witch that bewitched her. No. You'd have to boil her heart. No. So during the process of boiling this heart, Matson allegedly came to their door, disheveled and irate, demanding to know what they were doing. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Imagine like this old lady just shows up at your house. What are you doing? I don't know you. I mean, that's kind How of like. How did you get in? That's kind of creepy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Is your name Barbara? No. Okay, so when they, <laughs> when they explained what they were doing, she told them that they should have boiled the bones instead and muttered other unseemly expressions. I, I like to think that she's muttering in another language they can't understand and therefore she's a witch. Um, Matson thoroughly denied all of the accusations, of course. She insisted she was not present for the boiling of the calf's heart and that she had no idea what the hell they were talking about. She also questioned why her own daughter was not present to testify if she believed her to be a witch. <laughs> a common but undocumented legend about the trial tells that William Penn himself questioned Matson, asking if she ever rode through the air on a broomstick. Matson allegedly did not understand the question and answered yes. Penn replied by asserting that there was no law against riding through the air on a broomstick. <laughs> so I guess it's not against the law. It's against traffic violations. There is no one giving you codes to go through. You could have hit somebody. You went through a yellow light on your broomstick. Okay, so <laughs> you bitch. You bitch. So when the testimony ceased, Penn met with the jury and gave them their char charge concerning the case. Penn's directions were not recorded, but can probably be guessed by the verdict. The jury deliberated briefly and returned with its decision. The jury found Matson guilty of having the common fame of being a witch, but not <laughs> guilty in the manner and form she stands indicted. So basically they're saying, yeah, she's probably a witch, but uh, she's not guilty of it. She, did, she's like, she, might, she might appear as a witch, but she's not guilty of the acts that she's being accused of, which is pretty progressive, I have to say, for the 1600s in colonial America. She was fined 50 pounds and released to the custody of her husband, Neil, to guarantee six months of good behavior. Could you imagine? <laughs> I can't. That's crazy. Like, oh, you like, you know, walking around town being like, what are you doing? You're accused of being a witch. You go to trial. 
And then you're like, we're going to let you go to your husband. Make sure he takes care of you. We're going to check in on you. Make sure she's not up to no good. Okay. Okay, judge. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then you guys all go to church. Like, could you imagine? Like, I'm released to your custody. And, like, you bet. Like, you're the reason I have to be on my good behavior. Like, you're my master at that point. Like, you know. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm starting to get a picture of this. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, even though she was found, she's technically found innocent, like on the books innocent, Matson has been known si- since as the witch of Ridley Creek. So the unusual but wise verdict, Thomas White said, writes, um, see, it's very important in the historical perspective, um, consider, especially considering that it, it re- occurred a couple of years before the Salem witch trials. Well, you know, I mean, you know, to prevent such hysteria in Pennsylvania and to remain true to their pacifist Quaker beliefs, they could not set the precedent of a convicting an accused witch, especially on flimsy evidence. Hmm. Um, however, Penn and the jury were likely aware that the accusations against Matson may have had more to do with personal vendettas than than magic. Yeah. You know, clearly Matson was not liked. You know, the neighbors really didn't understand her. They probably thought she was weird. I mean, she's an immigrant. I mean, they're all immigrants to me. They're all illegal immigrants to me. But she was... She's more illegal immigrant. Yeah, she's like an immigrant among immigrants because she's Swedish. I mean, like, what happens there? We don't even know. You know, maybe she had some really great furniture. Shout out to Sweden. Although, I... Did you watch Broken yet? I did not. We're not going to get into it. Okay. Because... All media is lies. Anyways. Especially this media. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, I mean, th- this, this, whole, this whole trial is not well documented. We know that it did happen because there is, like, some evidence of it. But there's not even any testimony or anything available about, about the other woman accused of being yeah, a witch. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what? The only info out there is really about Matson. What's going out with Madatson? Madatson. Shout out to Madatson. Yeah, so like, you know, Thomas White writes, um, perhaps her neighbors were hostile to her because of her Jew- her Swedish, wow, I almost said Jewish, I'm sorry, because of her Swedish background How or because you. they were jealous that she might have had better land. Um, She's got big old tracts of land. You yeah. guys know what that's from, right? No. You don't know that's what's from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, I mean, I've Jeez. seen it. Oh, my. Oh, no, that's man. like something. Oh, my Jeez. God. Okay, so, um, yeah, the only thing that was really done besides the minor fine, um, yeah, like they put her on probation, basically, and her husband was the probation officer. Um, they did that more to appease the people who accused her of being a witch. So, you know. I mean, and then this was literally the only, that was, this is the only trial. You know, the colony in the future state of Pennsylvania would not prosecute witches in the, fir- in the future, but, um, you know, it could not prevent its citizens from believing in them. But I have to say, um, and Thomas White points this out, the Quaker, like we were talking about before with the Quakers, the Quakers had little tolerance for the prosecution of witches. And at the same time, they really didn't believe in magic and the occult. Um, Quakers, which I, I think I really gel with this, they believed that evil in the world required no devil or magic, 
but only the weakness and fallibility of men. 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 Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. But, <laughs> I didn't um, do any of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, this... Like a typical woman, just jumping to conclusions. Hey! Hey! Wait, that is fascinating. Yeah, what am I, on probation now? I mean, it is kind of good that, like, no one was murdered. Yeah. And... I'd hate to live in a state like that. I mean, this state has murdered people. This state has murdered this people. This whole... The world is a murderous place. The world is a There was not place. a single place in this entire earth that is free of any tragedy. It's sad, right? Yeah, humans are terrible people. I mean, you think about, like... Like, I think, I, I, you know, I didn't really look into this for the episode, but I think of times like the Spanish Inquisition, which, again, like... Yeah, the Crusades. The Crusades. You know, oh, like... Oh, boy. Like, all of these... The Second Crusades. Gosh, what do you mean? They're like, Operation Iraqi Freedom. We're returning. Cru Crusades 2, Electric oh, Boogaloo. Yeah. It's just all of these, like, points in history where you have people usually women, a lot of times um, Jewish women and families, or just um, indigenous women and, you know, people who practiced folk magic, which they could go to church and still practice folk magic. And in the end, you know, people will find a reason to kill them because either, you know, they're afraid of the unknown, they're not willing to talk um, about it, they don't want to find out more, maybe they're afraid that they're going to like it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to think that, I mean, I have to imagine that a lot of people were killed for no reason. I mean, this is the, the case. A lot of people were killed for no reason at all yeah. in Salem. Yeah. You know, it took a couple hundred years, too, for the government to apologize to those victims. I think it happened in the 90s. Oh, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it, it's crazy. But, I mean, I try and be like, an optimist in the world there's a lot of good that can be found there's also a lot of bad and it's just trying to overcome the bad it's true i think um witchcraft in general has become almost like a liberating force for mainly women today mm -hmm. you know whereas it's like pumpkin spice lattes it's like pumpkin spice lattes i mean it's true like you know women are embracing their role in active spirituality and there it, it exists in all religions i'm sorry mysticism and witchcraft is a part of every single religion if you dig deep enough yeah but i i think it's it's you know we're fortunate to live in this time now in america at least where people aren't really being persecuted for this mm -hmm. i don't want to put my foot in my mouth because there's a lot of shit going on in our country right now that is disgusting and evil and, um, you know, but hey, I mean, you know, thank goodness for William Penn, you know, setting that example that nobody would follow in Salem <laughs> a couple years later. Well, it's fascinating. It's very interesting. And it just shows that life's crazy. Mm -hmm. And life is really crazy. Yeah. So basically, I don't know sign language. So I got something that's going to uplift everyone's spirits. What? I got a little joke for you. You do? Yeah. What's blue and doesn't weigh much? Dabba dee dabba die? No. Give me one more guess before you're off to the gallows. Excuse me? What? An orb. No, light blue. 
Oh my god. What that is, is so dumb? All right, I got something a little bit more on par with our sense of humor. Okay. What's brown and sticky? Poop. No, come on. Cat poop. No, a stick. Oh my god, stop. Oh. On. So this right. has been fucking awesome. Yeah. It's good. So I've got a few more announcements. You got some announcements. All right. All right. Lay it on us. Well, first of all, um, I am. We are definitely. We have a lot outlined for future episodes. Yeah, we're more we prepared. We yeah. We have yeah. We'll be. We say that all the time. Out. No, we have content coming up for you yeah. guys. And we're finally settled into our house. It took a couple months. So yeah. uh, thank you for your patience. Jesus Whoa. Christ. I'm sorry, guys. I what apologize. The fuck? I apologize. Um, I can't even take Zantac anymore because it's fucking poison for your body. So, and the dog, we got a dog, everyone. He ate hey, all of my spearmint that I was growing. I don't know how he did that so quick, but um, I had quite a bit of it. But yeah, so in between episodes, I'm going to be coming at you guys with sort of like a sideshow type of thing. It's called Brouhaha. Um, leave the hall light on brouhaha it's so it's when you t- you crack some cold ones with the girls and tell jokes yeah basically i mean it's just i'm gonna have um some of my close friends and family on actually mostly women who um are into um different parts of spirituality magic and you know they might not be you know like i'm gonna have all different types of people on we're gonna talk about about certain aspects of like the new age movement and magic and all that fun stuff. And um, we're going to have a cup of coffee and we're going to attempt to summon figure- the devil. No, I mean, God, don't say that because my mom's going to be on the show for the first episode. And God forbid she hears you talk about the devil like that. The devil, you bad man. I mean, has she watched Netflix Lucifer? I don't think so. She's, if she did, she would love Lucifer. Yeah, she'd be like, oh my. Hey, I found him. Oh, hello. So, um, yeah, first episode is going to be my sister and my mother on to uh, look over our astrology birth charts while we have a cup of coffee and just talk about astrology and and being weird and witchy and psychic in a way, or at least what we think of that. And that's going to come pretty soon. And I've got a couple of episodes lined up on that show so that'll be in between these so that we can put some more energy into these episodes make them a little longer mm-hmm. and um i don't know if you want to give any shout outs to what you've been working on um i mean i've just been super busy with life i'm trying to just get in the i, I don't know what you're saying i'm, I'm just trying to uh you know oh the other podcast i do yeah the lonely driver podcast yeah, yeah. I, I can I can plug them. I mean, we have our own thing going. I'm not trying to piggyback off of this plug, show. Plug, plug away, babe. I don't like plugging plug. away. It's a shameless butt plug. Do it. Lonely Driver Podcast is on Spotify. Uh, we got one episode out. We're getting some more out. We have some recorded. It's just, it's hard getting stuff uploaded right what now. What is it? What kind of podcast is it? It's a podcast with me and my two friends. And basically, we just Chris talk about- Chris and Chris. Chris and Chris. We talk about social media- just kidding. We don't. We love. We, we hate social media. We talk about things that are kind of relevant, pop culture, mainly video games, but we also do branch out into TV shows, movies, music. Uh, it's slowly turning into we hate everything. That sounds about right. So, I mean, I like some things, but yeah. I, I don't like a lot of things. So it's more of a not. I mean, this show is not very serious, but we do have some serious topics coming up. I try and be, I try and be the lightheartedness of it. Yeah. It's basically me on steroids. Oh God. On that show. 
Not literal steroids. This is me on steroids because I took my inhaler before we so, started yeah. this episode. So yeah, this has been uh, this has been a long episode, and we we thank you guys for sticking around. If yeah. you're even listening, um, figured we owed you guys. This, this a was long a deep episode. dive into the mental state of us. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so all right, and someone's got their phones just on vibrating. They don't give a fuck. No, I don't. And that's <laughs> we're gonna talk about that off air. Um, what's our what's the next episode besides my episode of brouhaha that we're working on Tom that you're actually doing a bit of research on oh it's a little thing called the white yeti the, the white, white bigfoot yeti. of Blakesley of Blakesley uh, a little teaser we have some audio clippings I found audio clippings are on you it. serious yeah all right let me show you real quick yeah okay, okay. so this is what a guy in I don't know exactly. It's not Blakesley, but it that's in Pennsylvania. It's a town around here. Yeah, Blakesley, for those of you who don't know, is in the Poconos. So this is a man recording. He says he caught a, the sound of a Bigfoot, a mating call. Ooh. Bleh. Whoa. Oh, my God. What the fuck that? That is, like, the most... Oh, it's, it's chilling. Yeah, I have... I have a spine running God, on my tingles is right M. Night now, Shyamalan? you know what I'm saying? Oh, is M. Night Shyamalan in the room? Like, that was a twist. That was a twist. And here's another twist. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>